Touchdown, boxers! Take the L out of lover. This game is over. Pacific University boxers able to come away victorious in overtime. Okay. How about it? How about it? <laughs> Opening game. Home opener, dub. baby. Overtime dub. Home opener. Overtime dub, I baby. I love that call, man. Oh, yeah. It was fun. Yeah, that's tight as hell. First call of the year has been a thriller. It was a thriller, I should say. Um, and it's just been dope. Obviously, glad to be back in college football season. We've been talking about it for a while now leading up to this point. You'll be on a call with me. Uh, not this coming 1st. weekend, but October 1st. Check it out. Uh, for the Willamette homecoming. They'll be playing against Willamette University that game. So it, it'll be the wake up and win crew calling Walk, the boxers versus Willamette. Pacific University versus Willamette. Professional game spitters, because you know how it is. And we're walking in there with a lot of confidence, man. We're going to bring that right to the booth. I, I'm going to tell gonna you, be though. It's going to a I, night. I'm going to tell you, though. Pressure's on for you right now. I'm ready to go. No, 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 no. I'm going to tell you why pressure's on for you. Obviously, we just... Played the game, winning touchdown pass. Shout out to the boxers for winning that game. Um, they beat Pomona Pitzer in overtime. It was a really good game. Offense was not there for the first three quarters of the game. And late in the late in the fourth, they they figured it out. Their defense played really well throughout mm. the game. No one was able to keep them in keep it. Keep it close. Forced a few turnovers, had three interceptions as a defense, kept things close. And then late, the, the, the boxers' offense was able to figure it out. Isaiah Petrie ended up being the big target <laughs> to find. He scored the game tying touchdown to send it to overtime and the game winning touchdown in, in overtime. But the reason why the pressure is on you, and obviously Willamette University versus Pacific University, October 1st, that's a part of win shares. We'll get into more win shares shortly. The reason is I have yet or Pacific has yet to lose a game since I've been on the call. Okay, yeah. I've seen that you have been tracking this, by the yeah. way. I know. I feel that pressure. Yeah. I'm not going to sit here and deny that I don't. Yeah. Of course I've clocked that. Yeah. But I will say this is an argument. That's a testament to my readiness because I've, I've noticed that. I know that the yeah, streak. Yeah. But here's yeah. the thing. We, like I said, walking in with a lot of confidence, it's a game that Pacific can easily win. And I'm just going to go That they should easily win. And that you know, they should win. They I said should could. win. I said could. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. it's just, like I said, man, my job on this podcast, on any time I grab a microphone, is I'm here to be a conduit for the people, man. I hear you, That's baby. how I've been I hear you. since I was a youngster, <laughs> grabbing microphones, trying to say. I just wanted to people. let you know. I just wanted to let you know well, the boxers. Well, go so to, last last season, I didn't call the first game of the year. If, yeah, for sure. And then check it out. Last season, we didn't lose. I mean, we, we lost the first home game of the year last season, but I wasn't on the call for that game. So I wasn't able to start until the second home game, and I did all the remainder of the home games. For the rest of the season, obviously, all of those games, they didn't lose a game. They had a 6-3 and three record last year, a solid year. It's good. They're 1-1 one one right now. You know, they just beat Pomona Pitzer. But, yeah, that carried over. We It was a home opener, the game you just heard. It was a thriller, and they won that game. So the boxers have still yet to lose since I've been at the helm and on the call for the boxers' home games. I, I agree with you. I think that they're going to win that game against Willamette. Mm -hmm. Then they'll play on the 15th against Linfield, and we'll see how that and goes. And I'll be there. Listen, I'll never tell you the boxers are going to lose to Linfield. There. I'm going to be there. You do your due diligence to see what the boxers' record is against Linfield as a listener or as a consumer or supporter well, or whatever you call yourself. And that's fun. But what I'm going to tell you as a boxer alum myself, you will never hear me say that Linfield is going to top 
Pacific ever. So take what you will from that. Listen, man. The boxers are the favorites always when they play against Linfield. They're always the favorites. Doesn't matter the result. They're always the favorite, though, as far as I'm concerned, at least. I said what I said. If a if a loss happens while you and I are sitting up in that booth and it ends your streak, then you know very well that I'm just gonna throw that boxer team under the bus like Boston did <laughs> eBay. It ain't on me. I'm new to this. It's not on me. Okay. Oh man, not like Boston did eBay. We'll get to Boston and eBay and all of that <laughs> later on. Um, but more win shares tonight. I will be at Export. That is. September 23rd, Friday, I'll be at Export. Tomorrow, Saturday, September 24th, I will also be at Export, both from 9 p.m. to midnight. And then Sunday, I will be back on the backyard patio over at Bible Club. So you can pull up there as well, 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. Next weekend, uh, that Friday, I'm actually in the Bay Area. So basically, I'll be DJing in the Bay Area Friday night. And then I'll be flying back at like 6 a.m. Saturday morning because we got to call that with Lambic game. Very specific <laughs> at 1 p.m. Just activate on Saturday. Activated and then after P, that, and then after that game, I'll be at Export again. So don't yeah, stop. booked and busy, baby. Yeah, we're, booked we're, and busy. we're busy. We're busy. Waking for win, listeners. We're we're busy out here. It's time to go. If Still you're out here, if you're out here, whatever time you woke up today. Go like 30 minutes earlier. And, and, and while I am very busy, I'm grateful for it. Obviously, you know, sports sports season, I'm always busy. I've, you know, I've obviously been calling basketball for some years now. And now that I've added football into it, um, starting last season, I became a football commentator as well. So that keeps me even more busy. And, you know, it's cool. I love it. Obviously, I, I host a sports podcast primarily. Here you are listening to me on Wake Up and Win right now. But, um... You know, it's seasonal. College sports are seasonal. So it's super cool that, you know, having college sports be seasonal, I get to do my thing. And then in the offseason, I get to DJing and stuff. But the last couple of years we've been in this pandemic, I haven't really DJed throughout the pandemic. So this summer was the first summer that I've been able to do that. And it went so well. And the, the momentum is continuing to carry. This is my first time having the momentum carry into season. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. From the summer, where it's usually like, all right, I know from, like I said, last year I just started football. So usually it's from like November to March. I know I'm locked in. I'm calling games for three different teams. My weekends are hardly open. Now I got to scale it back to September to March instead of November to March because I'm calling football games as well. But Again, last summer when I started calling football games, because of the pandemic, I had really no DJ gigs. So I didn't have to really deal with that transition where now I'm really, really dealing with the transition because I'm calling football games. Obviously, that'll transition right into college hoop season. But DJing, basically live entertainment, if you will, not just for me, but everybody's touring right now, by the way. So live entertainment is kind of making up for lost time. This summer, and I'm just grateful that the momentum has been able to carry over, even though it's into season and I'm going to be busy as all out. I'll have literally no time. I'm not complaining about it at all. I mean, and don't look now. I'm going to be at Roos Brewing uh, 
on Saturday from 7 to 9 with Austin. Shout out to Austin Christ. He's You're gigging here. this weekend. Yeah, I'm going to sit here. <laughs> hey, now, say now. From 7 to 9, and then I'm going to pull up on you. Oh, <laughs> so, dope, so, dope. Yeah, And also, Austin and I. That's what we do, a, baby. Austin and I, I'm, I'm getting back into it, man. I, you know I've what? been it's, begging you, because a lot of people don't know, for those of you that don't know, this guy is the person that got me into DJing and entertainment. Obviously, I, I allude to it often, especially when we have like music topics. Spencer's a longtime musician. For whatever reason, he decided to give his gifts a break. I've been <laughs> telling him, yo, get back to it. Get back to it. Obviously, again, we've been in a pandemic, so that's made things even trickier as well. Oh, it's been a great well. excuse. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a great excuse. Exactly. We'll, we'll call it that. The, the pandemic excuse, has been man. a great excuse to allow him to kind of, again, yeah, take yeah. a break on his gifts, if you will. But now, nah, man, man, we come, back into it. So yeah, I'm happy to me. hear that, man, because I'm some, booked like crazy. And, I, and I'm about to be, because you know how Yeah, is. yeah. Give me a microphone. I'll make something happen. Yeah, right. he's good at what he does. <laughs> and he's a lot, like, he's singing. Vo so you on vocals, and yeah, are, you on string, are you yeah, on I'm strings guitar, as well? Probably. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, my plan is to start a band again, I guess, ultimately. Not, not like... I don't know, man. It, it, we'll see what happens. But I'm at a gig for sure because it's money out there. And it's, it's money like, out I, there, you man. You know, you got to make money. Yeah. I, 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 you know, the thing that made me want to stop in the first place was I don't want to. I didn't want to have to monetize my passion. I di I don't mm. agree with my, personally, like in my heart. I don't agree with that. Obviously, you know, business, finance, Twitter, and and all these other people, all the internet, you know, talking that. You know, they'll say differently, but it's like, and I understand where they're coming from. So, yeah. you know, you have to participate. You have to participate in the in the thing to a certain extent. And I'm just trying, I feel like now that I've gotten a little bit older, I got through the pandemic, I'm able to like justify it differently for my own sense of self. So, right, right. And, and that sounds like a bunch of art, artsy crap, and it is. I mean, that's why I quit. Yeah. I'm an artist. What do you want me to do, man? Leave me alone. Just come see me What do you me want sing. me to do? I'm sorry. Hey, just come, come hear me sing, and, and you'll understand what I'm talking about. Oh, no. He is the truth. I, I can tell. I mean... At least three years ago, he was the truth. We'll see Saturday I'm, I'm if he's today. still the truth. Oh, man. He, he says should, he's better now, hold today. Hold up, hold up. Hey, I've been cooking, now, hold up, hold and up. I got better. Hey, hold I, up, hey hold now. Up, hold up, though. <laughs> look, look, man, it's a craft. You, I do this every day. Okay. You know well, what yeah. I'm saying? Every Not live day. in front of an audience. All the time. You, yeah, you need right. to catch me on the street, <laughs> sir. <laughs> I, I'm pulling crowds <laughs> off the corner. Hey, man, I'm I, just saying I ain't seen it. Hey, you will. Studio time. I, I, I can't say I've heard oh, you oh, sing oh, the ladies at the up. bar. <laughs> like you're good, you're notorious for that. Or or Man. in the bathroom of Bink's bar. You're singing. <laughs> singing on me right now. I, I've seen like, you I've seen you sing to the mirror and listen, a few ladies. But listen, man, you know. Studio time is a session that I did with a group of media peoples, me and Austin. Austin and I, rather. We got a, a whole the whole set was recorded. You know, it's coming out. We'll be able to direct people to that when it comes. And when it drops, you'll be able to see. And this was, uh, what, uh, a Wednesday ago. and a half ago, I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. Well, I'm looking forward to it, man. I might even try to stop through Saturday and come check you out before. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to get there early. Yeah, 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 I'm going to yeah, do, yeah. like, the first set or something. Yeah, yeah. I, might, I might do that. I might do that. Um, let's get into some content. Obviously, we already congratulated boxer football. I want to shout out the Las Vegas Aces. We're leading with women today. We're leading with women today. Dynasty mode unlocked. Yeah, they're here. 
They are They're not here. budging. Yeah, I don't see it. Happening. I don't see it, sir. I don't see it happening. Got now, the best look, player in the league. There was a little bit of chicanery, if you will, about the 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 Connecticut Chicago series, and and and, and there's a lot of Chicago faithful little, you know, what I'm saying, and Candace Parker. I, I'm not discounting the talent. Um, around the league. Yeah, no, there's, no, no. There's also, no. there's a lot of great teams that are kind of lurking. but For sure. But they are a cut above. They I have agree. We've been talking they about. They're champions. They, they're they're champ- in a class of their but own. I mean, I'm talking about <laughs> sustainability, longevity-wise. Yeah. That's what you have to have in a league like that. We see it in the NBA. If you don't have a big three, that, that's where the WNBA is now. Yeah, yeah. If you don't have a big three, you're not going to be able to slay all these dragons. Yeah, the talent is getting better in the WNBA the same way that we say it's getting better in the Every NBA. Every team has somebody it's that no will different. cook you night in, night yeah, out. Yeah, it's no difference. It's not like WNBA talent is plummeting. Like, these young ladies, <laughs> as the game progresses. <laughs> Who says that? No, no, I'm not saying nobody says that, but it's not declining, if you yeah, will. Plummeting yeah. may be too steep of a word in that regard but it's sure. not declining if you will it's only getting better it's inclining the same way that the NBA talent in my opinion has inclined which you expect and you would hope as far as the evolution of the game is yeah. concerned the advancements in technology the the lifestyle and the funding and the economics surrounding the game as well and so yeah having a big three to me seems like standard if you will yeah. It's definitely they, they become standard a, in the NBA, the and it's Vegas now the Aces set the new they've standard made the, for the that's WNBA. That's the new standard, absolutely. Yeah. you got to have a big three. Mm-hmm. And there's no denying that they have a big three. You've got Chelsea Gray, Kelsey Plum, and Asia Wilson. I mean, that's a big three. <laughs> you got a dynamic scorer on the wing, if you will, and Kelsey Plum. you got the arguably the most dominant player in the league, in Asia Wilson, and you have an absolute. Well, it did point get argued. God. She got an MVP out of it. So you say it again. I said it did get argued, and she got an MVP out of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So she's she's the truth. But even still, I, I watched Brianna Stewart in that series when they went head to head. She's a dog, and both of them were she just. Is a <laughs> she's I watched that series pity, too. Dude. I'm not sleep on Brianna Stewart still. Maybe being the best player in women's basketball. She, she's got Although my, her she's team, got my she didn't early, have a big three. She's got my early uh, prediction for MVP next season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, she's like that. She's like that, like that. And they won't have Sue Bird next year, so. It's going to be her She's really going to have to. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's. she's she MVP. She might year. be. I, I don't know. I I, I want to say Asia. I'd like to say Asia. Asia did beat Brianna in a head-to-head as far as their teams were concerned in the series. But I'm not sleep on them 40-point performances Brianna was putting up still. She's one of them. Mm-hmm. Like, she is legitimately one of them. But, yeah, I do think that new standard has officially been set. And the Seattle Storm, and the the Seattle w, Storm are still have a, a really three. good team. Uh, yeah, Even there's a Super lot of really leaves, good teams. They're still going to be good. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, exactly. for sure. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, and, I, and I, expect a lot of, I expect a lot of movement. You know what I mean? I expect, like, it's going to start to be – it's like uh, the molecules are heating up in the WNBA in like a really major way. Yeah. And so it's all – and it's happening, crackling all over, not just on like a a business standpoint or from the game standpoint, but on a political standpoint. Like yeah. it's happening all over. And it so absolutely I expect is. A, I expect a, a, a major – Flare of of energy from the WNBA. Well, so I think it was dope. Potentially an expansion of the league. Yeah, we'll get into that here shortly because uh, our good friend Senator Ron Wyden he sent off that letter today. But we'll get to that shortly because I do still want to give props and a shout out to the city of Las Vegas and making that moment so huge. 
as far as that parade was concerned. Obviously, we know that the squad was Liddy. <laughs> you know, what I mean? Asia Wilson woke up talking about some damn four locos. I was ready to about block her. <laughs> yeah, somebody <laughs> needs to go get her. Somebody go get locos? Asia Wilson. <laughs> she Where woke up tweeting. <laughs> she woke up tweeting. Where are the four locos? I said, all right, Asia, just she's about to play stick Edward to the Migos. She, stick to yeah. the forty-two. She starts. You playing. don't have to drink four locos just because you nah. want a title. I nah. know. I know That's... we used to do it. That's, we don't do it anymore, though, Asia. And I know you're aware of that, but that's just how lit she was. Hey, she was ready to drink a Four Loco and might have did. I don't know. Maybe she played. <laughs> she probably played Edward Four Loco hands in the in the oh hotel. Oh my god! Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but hey, man, you gotta let them have their their absolutely. Time. Let them have absolutely. Their time. I'm not. However, hating. I'm however, just saying, don't drink Four Locos. If you see Four Locos yeah, in someone's hand, not, yeah. walk the other way. That's yeah, all I'm saying. For that's sure, my advice. For sure. But no, they were super lit. Obviously, the city of Vegas was super lit as well. So all great things. And we talked about this recently here on the podcast. Vegas is a new market for the W. So knowing that this is a new market for the W, seeing the success that this team has been able to have in Vegas, seeing the numbers and the tickets sold, they were selling out every game during the NBA, the WNBA finals, excuse me. So they're a model for why, a great model and a current relevant model for why the W should just go ahead and expand. It just it's needs that to time. blow up. It needs to go it's ahead time and to expand. Blow up. It's that time. Because I also think even with that, it's like if the W does expand, we will start to get the storylines. We always talk about like yeah. women's sports and media. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? But it's like there are certain storylines that we just don't get in the WNBA because with there being so few so few teams, most women that play college are going to play all four years. That doesn't mean that they should play all four years and that their talent level isn't at a WNBA level, but because of the opportunity or lack thereof in the NBA with such minimal roster spots, it's kind of just become standard well, well, for women's basketball players. They don't get and, paid. And, and this is the thing, like, yeah. I mean, but, but here, I, I understand what you're saying there, but yeah. with this new institution of this NIL stuff for a, for a WNBA player who is most assuredly going to make dramatically less than their NBA counterparts going into the league. Yeah. And all the, you know, then maybe it is in a lot of ways still more valuable to say, well, I'm going to build my brand through these institutions playing four years out of school, get this NIL kickback, that build my Instagram followers. I mean, there's like a lot of different ways to play it because when you walk into the NBA, especially if you're not like, I mean, the WNBA, and especially if you're not like, a, a big marquee name, the salary guarantees are minuscule. But that's the thing. That also goes into if they can start getting out. For one, I love the coverage of the WNBA this this postseason, this offseason. I love the coverage. You're going to need that kind of coverage. You're going to need those kind of numbers to Not be just able in the big moments. to be able to bleacher reports and NBA on ESPN and were, all them. They need to be on that shit they, the whole time. They did pretty good. I I, I think they did better than usual. Yeah. I'll say that. Yeah, they've gotten they, better. They've gotten better. So with that. With them getting better, as I speak of, the fact that the Aces were selling out in Las Vegas this year, more revenue is coming in, which then in turn means more revenue can be distributed yeah, with the WNBA, PA, if you will. And it, that's how you're going to 
boost this thing up to where you have these, again, you have these storylines, if you will, that enhances the media. You start to have the women debate show. Which, and again, you already have some in place. I'm not saying it doesn't exist at all. What I'm saying is those elevate with storylines. With better storylines, those things elevate. But it's harder to get more of those storylines when you do have players and 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 you do have kind of this like one avenue to get there and to make it into the WNBA instead of multiple where we're talking about NIL with college players in the men's sector of things, but we're also talking about internships. We're also talking about overseas deals. We're also talking about the the the, the G League now, um, you know, creating a pipeline for players to go straight there. We have so many things. You, and now, the money, and the money now. is getting injected and in now all more recently, tertiary programs. And now, more recently, we're talking about scaling the age back to the age of 18 and years to, old to for players it. to enter the league rather than 19, which yeah. again, these are all storylines that get created by way of what the NBA has done and how it's branded itself. And the WNBA, to me, the sky's the limit. They have all the potential to be able to have these similar storylines, which create more interest in the league, which then ultimately creates more lucrative broadcasting contracts, which tend to be a very high percentage of the league's income. And now the benefit reapers will be the athletes. Yo, let me me say it like this. Like, Especially when we talk about the political, socio-political stuff that the WNBA always actively is right on the precipice of. Yes, for sure. And they just, it boils down to these players and these people that consist of the entire, of these organizations, they need to be, they need to stop having to ask, where's the chicken? Yeah. Just get the money to where it needs to be and then let them cook. Let them cook. If they need to know where the chicken is, go buy a truck full and throw it at them and let them cook because yeah. it's going to be delicious. For sure. I just don't understand why the hesitancy is there. It's like, we all, you know, especially on a political lens, man, people always talk about the right side of history, the right side of history. It's like, what side of history are we actually talking about? Because it's 2022 and we're on new front and things are rapidly changing. Like if there's a side, if there's one side or the other of history, then we're on the side right now. Yeah. There's no future projection of what we're talking about here. Yeah. We here. want to be we're on here the right. Now. We're here right now. We're here now. We're here now. So, so again, huge shout chicken? out. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's coming. But that's what I said. We got to advocate for these types of things to take place all across the board. And obviously, as you mentioned, the WNBA has been huge on the advocacy front. We do a lot of advocacy as well. And speaking of advocacy, we obviously had Senator Ron Wyden on here just a couple weeks back, and we spoke about the WNBA. And obviously, first and foremost, free BG until it's backwards. But we spoke about Brittany Griner with Senator Wyden, who took the lead in a Senate resolution in regards to supporting Brittany Griner, but I also asked him, like, hey, it's the playoffs. We're always talking about expansion around this time of the year for the WNBA playoffs. Let's dream up something taking place here in Portland. And he's taking action. Just today, on September 22nd, he sent a message to Adam Silver, who's the NBA commissioner, and Kathy Engelbert, who is the WNBA commissioner, advocating for the WNBA to expand to Portland. 
That's dope. I mean, and it's necessary. And I read and I read the letter. And we also we also uh, published a conversation that we had with Senator Wyden in Street Roots as well. And, and appreciate all the feedback that I gotten from Street Roots readers, especially by way of our vendors who sell the paper. Folks really loved that conversation, that excerpt of that conversation. But yeah, just today, following that conversation, Senator Wyden has taken some action and he wrote a letter in support of us getting a WNBA team right here in the city of Portland. And I'm going to tell you what I loved about the letter is that he, part of his like main points of argument are saying things like you put a uh, Portland team, a WNBA Portland team, immediate rivals with the Seattle storm. It's like, yeah. And that's in the last paragraph of the letter. And it's like, that to me just reflects like, yeah, we're talking about these advocacy things and, 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 you know, all this other stuff, but we're talking about basketball and that is the most, if we're, if we're talking about a basketball team, to me, it always should be the most important thing. Yeah. And Ron Wyden's letter reflects that. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a Senator and yeah, 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 yeah. Advocacy and yeah, yeah, yeah. But also like, wouldn't it be sick to have a basketball team here? Yeah. The rivals Seattle Storm, yeah. one of the storied franchises in the whole of the WNBA. Yeah. An additional 18 home games at minimum. At not the Motor Center. Yeah. Get out of here, yeah. bro. Like, you don't want to <laughs> see that? It's necessary. You don't want to see that? You don't want to see Kelsey Plum and them come to Portland and do what they do and let the people, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Come on, oh, man. Oh, we would enjoy it. Come on, man. We would enjoy every What bit else of it. do we even need to talk about? Uh, yeah, get let's, the get team a, there. let's get Where's a team the there. Chicken? Let's expand WNBA. <laughs> Come it's, on. It's about that time. So, again, salute to Senator Wyden, who, again, it was dope because during that conversation, we also got to talk about his basketball background. Mm. And that's important as well that he's not just doing these things because it's trendy, if you will. And because again, as you speak to that side of history and just being aware of what side of history we're on right now today, mm. which in my opinion, Senator Wyden tends to be on the right side yeah. when it comes to most issues with the work that he does in Senate. Um, I think knowing that he has an intimate connection with the sport because of his playing history and how much has impacted and influenced him leading it up to him becoming a United States Senator. It just makes all the sense in the world. And I'm glad that he has been stepping out as consistently as he has, obviously starting with Brittany Griner coming on here and talking about it. You know, now he's writing letters to the, both the NBA and the WNBA commissioners. Like I love the action following leading the Senate resolution as we already spoke of as well. I just love and appreciate the action following uh, from Senator Wyden, and he's not just blowing smoke about this kind of stuff and coming and talking to us on a podcast and because he's media trained to do so. You know what I'm saying? Like, he could easily come on here and just make something sound good as a politician, which a lot of them tend to do without having any action. It's like, okay, we've I've interviewed him time and again, and one thing I appreciate is he tends to take action on the topics that he and I discuss the many times that I've been able to interview him, whether on this podcast or the Street Roots podcast. So huge shout out to him for actually taking initiative and not just having the conversations with the local media folks or just the media folks in general, because that just comes with the gig. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I, I truly do appreciate that, and I think that is to be 
commended and that is to be spoke of, especially from a guy like myself who has no problem calling out a politician. <laughs> well, <I was> just, <laughs> excuse me. No, I was going to say, I've never personally had a conversation with uh, Senator Ron Wyden, but it could be Ron Wyden, Joe Biden, Poseidon. I, I'm going to say what I say, which is why I don't have these conversations. But I, you know, what I'm but that's beside the point. I do. Yeah. I appreciate Ron Wyden because you know he listen. He has to hear the podcast. Yeah. I, he knows that I'm on it. He doesn't walk into these situations going, you know, and he knows what you sound like and how you get down. Right. So it's not right. like he's walking yeah. in here going like, oh, these guys are going to throw me softballs all day. Like, no, no, nah. <laughs> we no. We talking about the hard hitting stuff. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So and, and, and let's get a WNBA team in Portland. I'd love to see it. I'd love to see it. Man, start a hashtag or something. I don't know how these things work. Yeah, but yeah. Let's do something. something let's man. do something. Let's put together. Let's put together let's a campaign. This out. Let's, they got Portland Diamond Project. Maybe, maybe the Portland Diamond Project should tra- transfer their energy <sighs> to uh, Portland W. Let's have a let's have a real conversation now because Portland Diamond Project is it's a diamond it's dead in the, in the water as it's far as I'm concerned. It's a diamond in the rough. Brother. Yeah, it's and you like ain't find it. it's like yeah, you ain't gonna find it. <laughs> it is absolutely in the rough. So maybe the Portland Diamond Project, who's already an ownership entity, if you will. I don't I mean, I know they have an ownership group that is all under that umbrella, if you will. But it is more than just that. So the Portland Diamond Project may need to uh, transfer their energy because that MLB to PDX shit is absolutely dead at this point. Maybe they can revive it. I don't see how, but you already have the infrastructure here in Portland yep. to bring a WNBA team. And if you had the coins to be able to fund a, w, a, a MLB team to Portland, then I know you got Easy the coins to be able to, to fund it. a WNBA what do you team print in up Portland. Some jerseys and hail tryouts. I'm just saying, dog. Get out of here, I'm man. I'm just saying it's Make time it ha- for them to look in the mirror and have a real conversation man, with themselves too, because I see no progress on this MLB to PDX. Yeah, somebody tweeted. Somebody tweeted Sierra or something. Get Russell Wilson to take. Yeah. Yeah, man. What are you doing, man? Something's got to happen. Something's got to happen. Hard pivot, though. Hard pivot. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Sarver, we talked about him last week. He's 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 beginning the process of selling both the Phoenix Suns and the Phoenix Mercury. Yeah. After you know his punishment for a long list of of misconduct, if you will, as owner of the Phoenix Suns and the Phoenix Mercury. Last year, it was announced that he would receive a one-year suspension and a $10 million fine. But the pressure, huh? 15 minutes, man. Oh, yeah. That's all I'm going to give this topic. But, that's um, all I'm going to give. No, I'm saying that's no. all I'm going to give this topic I, I'm not even giving, entirely. I'm not even giving it that much. I'm just glad the process started for him to sell the team. Yeah. The teams, yeah. if you will. Yeah. And at, no, I'm saying, like, Adam Silver did say, and I'll give him the credit in that he said, you may not agree with the punishment. I'm paraphrasing, but you may not agree with the punishment that I handed out. But you're sort of underestimating the court of public opinion here. Yes, and I think that that he which was, is was something felt. I believe he's been aware of in in his seat as commissioner. Yeah, he's definitely navigated his choices based on a, an acute awareness of that fact. Absolutely, absolutely, and and that is just again. I, I spoke about this a little bit last week too. That you could just look at his alignment with LeBron James alone to see that. Sure, you know what I'm saying. LeBron didn't have to hit but one tweet that he basically already tweeted when Donald Sterling got wrapped. Yeah, 
that that was all that I mean, and then you know, credit to guys like CJ McCollum, Chris who Paul, are the, you know, yeah, and and so you know, and you, but again, that network at this point, it's like we know that that's established on the player end, and and the reach that that has, yeah, for sure. And the thing that's interesting to me is if I could transition, you know, into the thing is like how that it affects the way ownership is moving, i.e. this Ime Udoka thing that's going on that just dropped today. Connect the dots for me. Well, Ime Udoka was... Um, Which I know... Re- reports yeah. are coming out. Right. Uh, per Adrian Wojnarowski initially, that there was an, uh, uh, a misconduct mm-hmm. on his part within the organization, and the organization was planning on levying some sort of uh, punishment. Punishment, right. Right. Then it comes out that he was allegedly uh, uh, engaging in a consensual relationship with a person that he worked with, which yes. by the Boston Celtics you know, employee code of conduct, conduct is against yeah. policy. Right. Therein, they need to make a punishment because – but all – it's funny because the yeah, reporting – the reporting is the funny part about it. Because when Woj drops that bomb, as he just per to do, and doesn't give any information, it's shitty reporting, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Don't speak on things that you don't know all about. Well, and if I you don't do think know, it was shitty reporting. Well, no, 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 not shitty reporting, but for, I mean, yeah, no, I do. Like Sham Sharania came in late night and dropped the bomb and said it's because of this thing that happened. And Woj, I wouldn't imagine unless he genuinely didn't know. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I unless don't know. he genuinely didn't know, and yeah. he was just trying to give the information as it progressed to him. Which I'll give him potential benefit of the doubt on that. Erroneous, erroneous. Let let me progress. Okay. He he did something that the Boston Celtics organization likely had tabs on, or if they didn't have tabs on, the reason why it was played so close to the vest mm-hmm. is because they don't want anything to be leaked out to where it's going to be on the Boston Celtics ownership or front office group. Right. Especially following the Robert the Sarver. The Robert Sarver thing. thing. Now, right. a pure conjecture here, but Robert Sarver probably got squeezed out because who knows how deep them emails go. You don't have to right. look too far but the NFL to see that. You ain't think that they can connect the email dot? For get, sure. get out of here. Yes. So that's uh, – right. Right. But now people are going, okay, well, maybe they sold email up the river in, in such in – maybe less harsh terms, but on, on the on – the, well – he did this thing. It's totally consensual. It's all on him, and we're going to handle it, and we just distance ourselves. Because you don't want to – if you're an NBA owner today or any NFL owner today, if you're thinking proactively, mm, yeah. you don't want to establish or show any signs of that you condone workplace misconduct. Yes. I mean, yes, the I fact that saying. I'm having to yeah. explain – that we have to yes. explain this stuff to billionaires yeah. in like layman's terms, <laughs> or it takes them like – all of these mishaps for them to start figuring it out. Yeah. You know, it's right. fine. Right. But it, to me, it's just like it has nothing more to do than the the ownership of Boston going, we need to get all of our ducks in a row here. So let's suspend him now. So we're going to suspend him now. To separate and, and ourselves and then as – got it. I, that, that's what I think. I, I, I tend to agree with that. I tend to agree with that because there has been conversations even leading all the way up to Stephen A about, well, if they didn't 
leaked the information, why is it that they're suspending him rather than firing him? Because usually if there's some kind of misconduct like that, to that extent, you usually go straight to the extreme of firing him or you go to the other extreme where I'm going to go through the fire with him because I support him nah, nah, to see, a fault. No, 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 to a fault. Now. And that's out. That's exactly, especially following this Sarver thing, that's out. But that tends to be, historically speaking, it tends to be either or. Either we're going to fire you and just cut you all the way off, especially we're talking about a black coach here. We're going to either fire you or cut you all the way off, or we're going to support you and we're going to go through the fire with you. And timing-wise, going through the fire with Ime Odoka probably isn't the way to go, especially being that it's on the heels of this Robert Sarver situation and so many more, you know, that have happened historically. But just as far as current events are concerned, this Robert Sarver thing is definitely current and relevant right now today. And as you mentioned, and as I talked about last week, it was only so much Adam Silver could do as far as a punishment to an owner because the owners are his boss. He's underneath the owners. So sure, I do agree with you and believe that the owners have been having conversations because the business they're doing isn't just happening by way of these leagues. They're doing much bigger business and grander business that most of us will never know about. So Sarver is aware that, hey, I'm not going to put all of my business partners, if you will, or potential business partners because we're in the same, you know, economic room. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, like spaceship, you know what I mean? (laughs) So it's like, I'm not going to put them at risk because I got a whole bunch of other stuff going on yeah. as well. And I know they do that, as well. And at the end of the day, we just, we just cycling this money through one another rather than, you know, yo, trying to distribute it everywhere. We want to keep that power dynamic well, from a wealth standpoint amongst us. So if I got to sell the teams and take one for all of us, instead of all of us going through the fire, because now we're all being investigated. As you mentioned, we just saw in the NFL and all the emails that came out with the, Redskins, now Commanders. Um, we saw that whole situation play out. Gruden, the Gruden situation. Um, yeah, it, it just felt like that was where things were headed, and we're here now. But I still want to give credit to the athletes that, that advocated and pushed beyond look, what look. the punishment was that was initially given. You know, and then CJ, uh, representing the Players Association, said like, appreciative of the way that it went down because it's reflecting the way that we think basically. And it's like, that's cool. A lot of people though, Devon Pouncey, a lot of people though feel like, well, how fair is it that you guys can just do all of this stuff and then walk away with the money? He's going to sell the team and make money. Oh yeah. And it owns it. And, 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 (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Right. And he I, owns and I, it. And look, I get that because I'm teams. You know, look, I get money. that. I get that. But I gotta be. But right now, I gotta be the one with the microphone. And I'll say this: like, I feel like the sentiment is best, you know, uh, directed by being like, "Fine, we'll just keep batting you guys back and watching you tuck tail and run to your islands with your money and whatever." But for now, what we're not going to do is we're not going to allow the culture and the sentiment to not reflect us anymore. Yeah. And that is what I think people are really just kind of like, yeah, we know that you guys have all the money, you billionaire weirdo. Fine. But you're not going to mess with this. 
we're gonna we're gonna start here, and we're not gonna mess with this. And mm-hmm. I hope that that trend continues exponentially. Oh, yeah, I like it because I don't like the because it just gets in the way of the game. Yeah, yeah, that and, we all love. That we all love universally. Universally. That we all love. Absolutely. Absolutely. But it's necessary to get in the way of the game I'm, if you be. Yeah, for sure. I got mine <laughs> right at either side of my chin. I'm yeah. ready to start swanging. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Just swanging. <laughs> Lastly, before we get out of here, because um, I got a busy week ahead. So, yeah, that's that. I think Damian Lillard, a.k.a. Dame Dollar, might have separated himself in the athlete rapper conversation with his most recent verse on the mini-me record with Toby Inigwe. Think so. He'll be better of an artist, rapper, musicians to me when I think he's not playing anymore. I think that that established to me that it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, this guy. It's not like I didn't know this. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, yeah, he's clearly thinking about something past. Yes. You know. Yeah. What he's going to do in the NBA. For sure. Uh, But, yeah, that verse, it didn't stand out to me as like, oh, he did. The production lent itself to him being like, Sort of prophetic he, and he introspective in the he way floated that he floated on it, though. on it, and that's, and that's Toby. I mean, Toby's artistry—that's what he's, he's known for. The, the video, his was video, his art, his 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 all aesthetic, of all of that. Like that's what people tend to like Toby and Igwe for. But the fact that Dame was able to float on it the way that he did—it's impressive. To me, speaks volumes to him, especially when it comes to it's the a, athlete rapper no, conversation, at, not the overall rapper. It sucks because I think that Dame is a very good rapper. I just don't think he's a very good musician, and I th- feel like if he didn't have to take—not have to—but if he didn't go take a thousand jumpers a day or whatever, yeah, yeah, he does, yeah, he would probably he'd go probably practice be being way, a way, way, way good at yeah. at doing that. I get what you're saying, and so I'm just. Now, hearing that, I was like, oh, yeah, I am excited to hear his his career after being in the NBA as an artist because maybe there is something there. I've always thought that he had uh, sort of a rudimentary sort of flow. I, I don't think that he has a lot of variation, and I think that that just – being able to do that comes from just being musical and being able to try things. And It's a hard yeah. thing, man. You get in a booth for hours It goes hours into being an time. artist, though. Yeah. Not just like, a rapper. You don't have time to be an artist when yeah. you're one of the greatest point guards in the NBA today. <laughs> you know what I mean? Making however many You go, many hey, Dave, million, can, you, doing... can you go hit that 35-footer 100 times and then afterwards get in the booth and spit me a young thug level, <laughs> Kendrick Lamar style. You know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. too much, dude. Yeah. You can't do that. For so, sure. So I'm excited to see what he does next. I agree. I agree. But yeah, like I said, I think he separated himself because again the fact that he was able to float the way that he did on an artist record who is a musician who is a legitimate true very depth he has a lot of depth in his artistry in toby anigwe that to me spoke volumes it was very impressive And, and and i think i think you know he's separating himself now. Granted, who are the other people we would speak about in that conversation? Iman Shumpert, <laughs> and I'm more so talking about active athlete oh, yeah, rapper. Yeah, Shaq yeah, is yeah, DJ yeah. Diesel now. He's a DJ. He's yeah. like me. We, I get it, Shaq. I ain't knocking you. I'm a DJ too. That's his homie. That's his big homie. <laughs> I get it. But Iman Shumpert, I think Dan Shump. has him beat. Yeah, of course. I, I would I would say Miles Bridges, Lonzo, but, but he nah, ain't an athlete no more. I wasn't more. even gonna mention. <laughs> he ain't I an athlete. I mean, I hate to say uh, it, but he Lonzo, ain't an athlete. Lonzo, 
cooked. He ain't even an athlete either. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 but he's actually a pretty good rapper, but not better yeah, than Dan. No, he can't not better that. than Dan. I, I just yeah. don't see an athlete rapper yeah, no, right now better than Dan. Sure. Right but I mean, and I think that verse you created do, a little more separation. And you know, I believe in Dame. I think that he could fuck around and be like, all right, I'm just a really like seminal artist now yeah. after I, I, I easily see it. The guy's work ethic is through the roof. And he Agreed. just. You know, it's that water, bro. That and let water, me tell you man. something about, about yeah, that water, bro. Yeah. <laughs> it's something about that water, though. It comes up here sometimes. Shout out Ime Adoku. Ah, <laughs> Northeast Portland Ime. Any North Ime. North Ime. He's out there cooking, y'all. <laughs> Watch out. <laughs> we got a Cut dog it. on the loose. <laughs> but that ain't my business, though. All the relational stuff. I, I'm out of it. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully they get it all figured out. And nobody, Shout out to Nia Long, no, who's all of our celebrity crushes. Was, but I nobody mean, was surprised. I can't here. I can't get involved hey, in that. That's not what At, I do. Ask Northeast Portland. <laughs> nobody was surprised. That's regular. That's regular Degler. That's regular Degler. Northeast email. On that note, we're gonna leave y'all the only way that we know how, and that is to stay woke and, and go, go in. Away.